all stand together tonight. Sing it. Touching Jesus is all that really matters. Then your life will never be the Touching Jesus, that's all that really matters in this service tonight. We have a few written requests tonight. Sister Veronica, just before the meetings, the pastor went and prayed for her. And guess what? She's at home. So we praise the Lord for that. But we do want to continue to remember her in our prayers. I believe the Lord just completely touched our sister. Also, Brother Ron, we want to continue to remember him and Sister Angie Brown. I had an unspoken request. Uh, Sister Audrey is not feeling well tonight, so I want to remember her in our prayers. And I want to make this announcement because if I don't, I'm liable to forget it. But um, the youth uh, want to meet tonight at 13 and up in Brother Jonathan's class after service tonight. And also don't remember our meetings coming up. Don't forget our meetings coming up August the 19th and 20th. Brother Tim Pruitt, we're looking for that. Also, I want to continue to remember Sister Melissa and Sister Angelina's sister in our prayers tonight but I'm sure there's many other needs and if you just make those known by an uplifted hand God sees what we have need of in this service tonight and he's he's very mindful so let's go to him in prayer tonight if you would our heavenly father as we humbly Lord come before your presence again we just first of all Lord want to thank you Lord that you've granted it that we can gather together tonight Lord to worship you not only in spirit but in truth Lord We're so blessed tonight, Lord, to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord, and to have eyes to see and ears to hear in this hour what you have to say to us, Father. We ask that you just touch each request tonight, Lord, that was written. 
every uplifted hand, you know what the need was under it tonight, Lord. And we ask that you just bless in this service in a special way tonight, Lord. We invite you. We know you keep all your appointments, Lord. We love you, and we just thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's sing this together tonight, if you will. And key of vehicle. Keep right. Well, if you're in the battle for the Lord and the right, keep on the fire promised it would be easy so we got to keep on the firing line and keep fighting it's a fight we had to put on the full armor of God and press on amen let's see this gift. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 
Well, there's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond, where the saved of earth will soon its glory share, where the chosen ones shall gather and live on forevermore, and everybody will be happy over there. Everybody's smiling and happy and praising God and giving Him glory for all He's done for us. And when He says, Enter into the joys of the Lord. Amen. Let's sing this tonight. Kids, see. If you believe, you shall receive. There's not a trouble or care the good Lord can Oh, he is just the same today. All you got to do is trust and pray and believe. You must believe. Oh, if you believe, you shall receive. There's not a trouble or care. Trouble or care, the good Lord can relieve. Oh, He is just the same today. All you got to do is trust and pray and believe. You must believe. 
And if you believe it, you'll receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. Through the darkest hour, His light will shine. God is good. He's so good. Of power 
and I claim the blood Jesus shed on Calvary. Those precious have to do is to claim those precious bloodstains when we need healing. You can have your seats tonight. We'll have our ushers to come and receive the evening offering. You just give to the Lord. Brother Vance, it's so good to see you tonight, my brother. Lord bless you. Amen. Appreciate Brother Matt for filling in for us over the services on the weekend. He always does a good job, and I thank him for it. Amen. We have our pastor celebrate his birthday yesterday. So I want to wish him a very special happy birthday again tonight. 
And then also on Thursday, Brother Aiden Franklin is celebrating his birthday. I don't think he's here tonight. If he is. Oh, he is. Wow. Happy birthday, Brother Aiden. Let's give him a hand tonight. I think uh, on Friday, Sister Natalie Torres is celebrating her birthday as well. So we're going to wish her a happy birthday tonight. Amen. Do you love the Lord tonight? Aren't you thankful to be in the house of the Lord? On Wednesday night, just giving God the glory and the praise and the honor. Amen. Brother Matt, won't you come again tonight? We'll just we'll sing something. The Lord will help us tonight. Yeah. 
just not myself here anymore. I'm waiting for that open door that leads to that land. So, so I'll try these weeping eyes and I'll lift my believe we're speeding up don't you there is a land can you just no we can't we can't imagine what God has got in store for for his bride tonight amen but we're going to invite our pastor to introduce brother Jonathan here so if you'll stand with me tonight before we change the order of the service we're just looking for what the Lord has for us tonight
in the house of the Lord. How many are grateful and thankful that you're a believer? You're predestinated to that. All through the ages, only those that were predestinated believe. It's not for everybody. All down through the church ages, at the time of the rapture will come the believing saints of God. Not everyone. I was listening to this message and proving his word today. Brother Brown made the statement that just really stirred my heart. He says, I want you to notice he does it that way in every age. He does it every time by the same method. He has to take believers. And then in order to have believers to meet that word, he's got to predestinate it to that age. You see, he's got to predestinate this thing to be here to meet the challenge of the age that is the believer. Did you, did you get it? Do you feel it? Did you see it? Do you understand it? That's what's happening today. He's predestinated this by his foreknowledge. When he predestinated in Malachi 4, it's got to happen. When he come over and predestinate anything to happen in this word... He has to prove his word to be so when he predestinates anything to happen and said it, was, it will happen. He knows that the seed will be there just at the right time. He's predestinated a bride. She's going to be there. She'll be in the rapture. She's going to be there. He predestinated by his foreknowledge. Nothing will stop it. Listen, you're a believer today because you're predestinated to believe. Not everybody can believe this. You can go a lot of places and people say they believe. But for you to believe, you have to be predestinated to believe it. I'm thankful this evening to be a believer. Well, it's good to be home and thank God for His amazing grace and love to us. Appreciate all your prayers. And we give God glory and honor and thanksgiving for the wonderful meetings. Uh, He has given us there in uh, South Carolina. All the saints send their love 
and their greetings uh, to you. Uh, I thank Brother Roger for delivering such a wonderful message here on Sunday. You've got to be guided, guided by the Holy Spirit. We so enjoy that message. Also, we thank the young people. They really showed out in a meeting. They were such a blessing there in the tent meetings and blessed the saints of God. I had so many texts and comments from various pastors that was there. The group here from Tennessee were so clean and holy. The entire ministry just brought a change in the meeting. So we give God glory and praise. We're very proud of you uh, for being there with us and uh, just uh, being an example there to the bride of Christ. So we thank the Lord tonight. Uh, we know the Lord is mindful of all of our needs. He said he will supply all of our needs according to his uh, riches and glory. Do you believe that? Uh, we're going to change the order of the service now and just give our brother Jonathan plenty of time to minister to us and to bless us. And whatever your needs might be, God knows all about them tonight. Only believe, only believe all things are possible. Only believe. We're rejoicing with you, Sister Veronica. For God's healing touch, three days after I laid hands upon her, she left the hospital, is home now by God's grace, and we believe in God. He's a miracle-working God. It's such a testimony of what happened there in the hospital room. She was there for how many months? Three months? A long time. Three months. Three or four months in the hospital. Just keep feeling led of God to lay my hands on her. But Sister Deanna and I, we went in there and I prayed for her. And just within moments, the next day the doctor came in and said, We don't know what's happening, but your numbers are looking so good. We'll send you home in just a day or so. So she's home. Sister Veronica, we appreciate you. Brother Amos, we love you. Sister Patience, we know you're streaming in. Brother Claude, Sister Eugenia, God bless you. Many of the saints. Also, a good number of you streaming in tonight. We thank God for each and every one of you. Let's look to the Lord. Only believe all things are possible. Only believe. You know God is a healer, don't you? I don't know if I told you, but God healed my foot. The bone that was broken, it can't even be found. Completely gone, disappears, not even there. God, it, left, left, it, it left my foot and went somewhere. I don't know where. But I've got the x-ray. I'm going to show you the x-ray of the chip bone and the foot. No pain in that foot. Amen. I danced on it. I preached on it. We laid hands on the sick and there was a miracle in the tent meeting. And there's a miracle here tonight. So God bless you. Thank you for your prayers. Only believe. Lift your hands up and sing it. All things are possible. Holy Yes, All things are possible. Oh, Lord, I 
Brother Joseph having me up here and I love you children of God this is home and this summer I've been gone too long but it's home and I'm so happy to be here appreciate Brother Mark musicians amen y'all know me well enough to know I'm not going to sing so amen tell you had a wonderful weekend this past weekend weekend before that in Indiana we had a wonderful time God's moving in his people I believe it's time for a rapture I believe it's time to go home Sometimes we get caught up in our little battles and we take our eyes off the focus of where we're headed. You know, and sometimes, you know, I, several different directions I wanted to go and in my heart, but it seems like this morning I took off work today and just sat at home and tried to pray and tried to read and God said, just encourage them. Amen. Just encourage them. So just take a little thought tonight. I preached this a month ago at a, at a the Kansas youth camp and it was totally different than what it'll be tonight, I'm sure, dealing with the youth, but it can deal with each and every one of us. And uh, we'll take a couple of scriptures in James 1 and Romans 8 and Philippians 4. I want to read this to you just to encourage you. I want to, this little story that Brother Brenham tells in God's commission to Moses in 1953, he said, a man was telling me the other night that he said he had a dream. And he said he dreamed that the little bitty old devil got after him. And he said, the devil said, boo. And he jumped back. And every time that he jumped back, the devil got bigger. You realize that's what happens to our problems, to our trials. When we're afraid to face them, they get bigger. They get larger. And every time he jumped back, the devil got bigger. He jumped back and he jumped back and he jumped back. And the devil got bigger and bigger all the time. And after a while, he knowed he had to fight that devil. He said the only thing he had to do then was, he said he just reached over and he got the Bible. And he kept backing back and he said he made a, he made a hit at him. And the devil started getting literal. Going down, he said he knowed he had to fight him sometimes. He says, brother, every time he hollers boo and you jump back, he will just keep getting bigger. But God's got children to stand on the word. And he says, and when you take God's word and you stand there and you say, thus saith the Lord, it is written, he'll take his fight and he will get literal. He said, see, God had promised. He said, David got his little old sling and picked up five stones. He put one in the sling slot and old Goliath looked over at him and said, well, what am I, a dog? And he said, look what's coming to fight him. He didn't understand what it was all about. He says, why today? He cursed him in the name of his gods. And he says, why today I'll give you the flesh of the birds. But David said, you meet me as a Philistine in the name of the Philistine with an armor and a spear. But I meet you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. And this day God will give me you. Come on, children of God. James 1 verse 2 through 4, just encouragement tonight. James 1 verse 2 through 4 says, my brethren... Count it all joy when you all 
when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. In Romans 8, verse 28, so familiar to us. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and to them that who are called according to his purpose. And then Philippians 4 and 13, Scripture reads, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Amen. You believe you're in a battle tonight. I believe it's so easy in this day and time that we stare at our problem too long and we don't solve, we don't stare at the one that's going to get us out. I believe if we go down through this tonight, if I title it tonight, Every Goliath Has an Ending. Every Goliath has an ending. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord Jesus, we love you, Lord. Lord, we're so appreciative, Lord. Lord, we realize that we're nothing without you, Lord. Lord God, I ask you, Lord, to come once again, Lord, and Lord, use this vessel, Lord, use this mind, use this every fiber of my being, Lord. Lord, I yield it to you, Lord. And Lord, let us speak something of encouragement, Lord, to lift us up, Lord, because, Lord, when you're in the house, Lord, deliverance is in the house. Lord, we're here fighting many battles, fighting many trials. Each one of us, Lord, our trial feels like a Goliath to us. But, Lord, you're the overcomer. It's not our battle, but it's yours, Lord. Lord, move for us in your lovely name we pray. Amen. Amen. And you can be seated. I begin to think, you know, as we would look at different portions of the scripture and we would find and we won't read it. I know it's very familiar and y'all forgive me tonight. I'm a little more nervous than normal. I left my Bible in South Carolina. And even though this is a Bible, it's a new one. And it ain't got my notes in it. So, but y'all, God is good to us. And, and I begin to think, you know, as I would read this time and time again and read the story of the Goliath, the different meanings that would come out. And by God's help, we'll go down through some of the scriptures. But, you know, there come a time that David had to show up on the scene. There come a time that David had to fight Goliath. And you know what? I begin to think, you know, we're living in a time that God has called us to fight the Goliaths of today. God has called us to fight every trial that you're in, every temptation that you're in, every battle that you're in. God has anointed you to fight that battle. No one else can take Goliath out, but no one else can take your problems out. God is here for us tonight. And, and I believe your brother Brenham said it this way, speaking of Jesus and, and fellowship as we get started here in 1960 in the Message Fellowship, Brother Brenham, speaking of Jesus, he says, I'm listening to something bumping. He said, let's pull to the shade and look out. I see something coming down the street, a sight that would break the heart of an iron man. And he said, oh, the innocent of any sin, but yet taking the sin of the world off him. He never knowed no sin. He never one time displeased God, his father. He said, never one time had he did anything that was wrong. He was perfect, the only perfect man in the world. The imperfect church condemned him, took that place. He says, but he goes on down. He says, but. God was making a way for a true believer. See, God is dealing. He says, Brother Joseph would weep that croak right before service. God has always been in the business of making a way for you to be an overcomer. God has always been in the business. He knows what you're coming against. He knows the trial that you're facing. But he is in the business of giving you what you have need of to be an overcomer. 
He said God was making a way for a true believer, for a real sincere, the honest believers. He said last night every time that the devil produces a Goliath, he says God's got a David somewhere. And every time a Goliath rises in your life, God is calling you to be that David. To stand up against the wiles of the enemy. To stand up against the devil and his tactics. To stand up and say, I'm not going to partake in them things. Because, see, we're living in such a deceptive age. We're living in such a desensitized age that everything is upon us. And it's so easy to allow the world to creep in. Come on, church, I'm preaching to myself as much as I am to you. It's so easy to allow the world and its influence to creep in on our lives. But yet God has called a true believer. God has called a bride tonight that are stand against the walls of the enemy and say, I'll be that David that will overcome that Goliath in my age. I'll be that one that will stand for the word of God. You see, David got upset when they began to talk about his army. He began to talk about his God. It bothered who David was. And, and we can look down through the scriptures in verse 1 and, and, and 1 Samuel 17. All of Israel's enemies was gathered against Israel. Look, every scripture in the Bible is given as an example to us. And that scripture is being fulfilled again today. Every demon in hell is out to get you, bride. Every demon in hell is encapped around the church, encapped around the bride, trying to take you out of your way, trying to take you out of your walk with God, trying to get you to stumble. But yet God's got a way to provide. God's got a way to move upon us. Look, Brother Brown says 10,000 upon 1,000 demons released from the river of Thades on this day. Look, there's never been a battle like there is today. We look at our lives and we want to think, oh, but we've come so far. We have, but the devil's increased his battle too. He's come so far against us. He's trying to get us to fight amongst, come on, church. We're looking at a time that the devil, I believe, sometimes sits back on his little throne and looks and says, I'm winning because the church is fighting amongst ourselves. Come on, church. We're living in a day that 90% of our lives, we make them ourselves. Come on, church. We do as human vessels. We fight these daily battles. We allow them to come into our lives. Just like the Amalites, he says, slay them all. The little ones will become big ones. And we allow them to come up in our lives and thoughts to enter our mind. And they become Goliaths in our life because we get so afraid of what to do. But God's calling David's. God's calling deliverance tonight. He's calling David's and each and every one of you, young and old alike, to stand up with the word of God. It says you can't defy the armies of the living God. You can't defy the bride of Christ because the bride will be an overcomer. The bride will stand. Goliath is a very large or powerful, the very definition, a very large or powerful, influential, personal thing. Come on, church. I get with the young people a minute, but it affects us adults too. We live in a day of influencers. Everything's an influencer. If Burger King can pay somebody a million dollars to hold a bag up and say they like a Whopper, it's worth it to them because there'll be a million people go buy a Whopper because we're so easily persuaded. We're so easily influenced. We're living in a day in our natural bodies. These are the Goliaths in the mental age, in the battle that is in the mind now. These are the battles we're facing. Depression, never been a higher note. Suicide, never been a higher note. Why? Because it's all dealing in your mind. These are the Goliaths in your mind today. They're battling you when you lay down at night. 
Say, I'm just one of you. When I go home at night, I lay down and I have thoughts too. And I have to pray and ask God to cleanse my mind. I have to say, boo devil, get out of my life. Get out of my mind. Get out of my, because I don't have time to be sad. I don't have time to be depressed. I don't have time to be worried. I've got a God that is on my side, that is fighting my battles for me, that is standing for me when I'll stand for him. Influential personal thing. An overwhelming influence or a spirit. Come on, church. We're living in a day that's the biggest thing there is in the world. People that don't do nothing but get on TikTok and social media making millions of dollars. You don't think it's a trap of the devil? Come on, look. I've been in that trap. I'm not telling you I'm better than anybody. If you're not careful, you'll get in that trap and you'll go from one video to another video to another video to another video and you'll wish you wouldn't have saw half what you saw. But it's Goliaths in our lives that are coming in our minds that is trying to distract us from the Word of God. It's trying to distract us from what God is doing in this age. God's calling a bride together. He's bringing us together as an invincible army against the devil. And he's there to lead us through if we'll let him. What did he say? Verse 10 says, he says, I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man. You know, it's the same way he does today. So let's just bring it to the day. Let's talk about today. This is an example given to us. The, the, the Goliath is standing there and he's talking about the armies of the living of God, but he only wants one person. Come on. What does the devil do today? The devil's coming against this message. The devil's coming against this prophet. The devil's coming against this church. The devil's coming, but he waits to get you alone to try to attack you as an individual. He knows he has no power over the one that wrote the Bible. He knows he has no power over Jesus, but if he can get you alone, he may have a chance. But let's just stand up and tell the devil, the same one that defeated you on your Calvary, the same one that went to the ground and rose again, lives in me today. You've got no chance against me, devil. You've got no chance against me. What is it? The problem was there was an anointed servant of God that heard him make his boast. Come on, church. That's what we need in this day is more Davids. We need more anointed men and women of God. That when the devil starts attacking our friendships, come on church, when the devil starts attacking our ideals, when the devil starts telling us all of these lies about our church and everything else, that we can stand up and we can bond together and say, why do you speak against the armies of the living God? This is the pride. This is who God called her to be. This is the overcoming pride. You ain't got a chance, devil. I'll stand for you, Lord. I'll stand for you. But see, it's the same way. It's so easy. Too many people are just church members and they're not born again. That's why Jesus was emphatic about saying, ye must be born again. Not raised in a message church. Not know all the quotes. Not know all the sins. Not know how to dress. But you've got to be born again. You've got to die out to that old devil. And you've got to come fresh in the anointing of God. There's so many church members that are standing around and criticize David just like they did. Come on, church, we're talking about 2023 now. You stand up and make a move against the devil. And you know what? Everybody criticizes you. Come on, church. David stood up and says, what are you doing? Talking about the armies of the living God. I'm going to slay you. And his brother said, oh, David, go back to where you belong. Same ways today. You try to stand for God. 
And the very people that says they love you, the very people that sits on church views, church views with you, the very people that are your blood family, they'll look and say, oh, but you shouldn't be doing that. Why shouldn't I be doing that? God called David to defeat a Goliath. God called you to defeat a Goliath. God called you to be an overcomer in this day. God called you to fight this battle. He begins to question the enemy and everybody turns against him. Come on. They'd rather cower down to the Goliath. See, believe it or not, they was in a pretty good position. They was across the river from the enemy. The enemy wasn't crossing the river, so they were still eating good. Come on, church. They were still going to church. Nobody was bothering their church meetings, so they didn't want to disturb the peace. Come on, church. Kind of the day we live in. They tell you, oh, don't make a big stand because you know what's going to happen. Yes, I know what's going to happen. The devil's going to be defeated. I know when I take a stand, the devil is going to be defeated. I know when I stand against my Goliath, Goliath is going to fall down because he cannot contain the power of God that is living inside of me. But too many people, oh, well, church is so nice. I think I'll just come in and sing a few songs and, and just go on living my life. But God's got a true believer. Come on, church. God ain't looking for message churchgoers. Look, Brother Branham come and he called the message. He called the church out of the denominations. But yet that wasn't enough. There's a bride that's going to come out of that message. Every message church warmer is not going to go to heaven. I don't want to be the bearer of the bad news, but I'm telling you, everybody that sits on a bench and calls himself a message believer isn't fighting the same way that me and you are fighting. They're not fighting the same battles that me and you are fighting. Why? Because they have yet to take a stand for God. They're living in a lukewarm, happy-go-lucky life. Come on, church. If you don't want to fight, don't get into this. Because this ain't nothing but a battle. But I read the back of the book, and I know who's going to win. What is it? He said, Goliath was a character in the book of Samuel. He described this Philistine giant defeated by young David in a single combat. See, the story significant to this is Saul himself should have took him out. Come on, church. Come on, church. Some of the demons that we're fighting in our youth group should have been took out by our parents. Come on, church, by me. Come on. Some of these battles should have already been taken care of. Some of these battles should have already been addressed. Some of these addictions that we're having in youth group around the land should have already been addressed. But God needs men of God with backbones to stand up and call black, black, white, white. Call the devil for what he is and tell him, your Goliath is going down tonight. Your Goliath is being taken under tonight. Why? Because we won't stand for the devil and his enemy. So many times we let him just lay alone. Come on, church. I've been guilty. I don't ever point a finger at any one of y'all. I point it right here. I've been guilty. Come on, church. We've all been guilty if we'll be honest with one another. Well, it's okay. It's, it's, Brother Jonathan, it just ain't that bad. If it's against the word, it's that bad. Come on. If it keeps you from going to church, it's that bad. Come on, church. Let's be honest, okay? People come to me and say, well, what do you think about kids in the youth group playing on ball fields? You know what? If they can do it modestly, they can do it. But as soon as I see that ball game keeping them out of church, I'm going to come against it. Come on, church. It isn't what it is. It's what it's leading your life to. 
that's fashion. Come on, church. We're talking about Goliath tonight. We're talking about Goliath in, in our young people, in our old people's lives. Come on, we'll let fashion come into our lives. We let fashion into these influencers come in, and our heels get longer and our skirts get shorter. Come on, church. Come on. And we, we, we okay it by a quote. Come on, church. We need to be victorious tonight. You want to be victorious tonight? Stand on the word of God. Stand against the enemy and all of his walls. Why is there addictions in the church? Because nobody stood against them. Come on, church. I'm not talking just this local assembly. Get your minds off of that. I'm talking about the bride as a whole across the land. Why do we have the problems? Why is divorce rate through the roof in message churches? Because some people refuse to address the elephant in the room and say, you know what? If you don't get with your soulmate, you ain't going to make it. Come on, children of God. You're looking for a bride. You're looking for a husband. You better find who God wants you to have. You better find the one that God has ordained before the foundation of the world to have it. You want to be victorious. You say, oh, brother Jonathan, oh, this is Goliath in our lives. Come on. People can stay married for 60 years because they don't believe in divorce, but they fight every day of their life. You don't want to live that way. You want to find the soulmate that God gave you. Be victorious every day of your life. Walk around with a smile on your face knowing that you're in the perfect will of God. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fall because of him, thy servant, will go fight. Come on, we got David that's going to look around at their parents and say, I've had enough of the nonsense. I'm going to go fight this Goliath, this addiction that's in my life. Come on, church. Used to, we think addiction was tobacco, but now it's crack. Come on, church. Come on, it's pornography. Come on, church. Come on. It's devils in our lives that is trying to incorporate into our beings and get us to okay it and not stand against it. I know I've changed a little bit since the last time I preached. The kid says that I just call it the way it is, but you know what? I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of playing church, young people. I'm tired of playing church, old people. Come on. I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for a David that'll stand up against their life and say, you know what? Oh, you know what they do? Come on. You know what they do? They look at you, young people, and they go, well, that's a generational curse. You'll just have to deal with it. Why? Why? Why do you have to deal with it? Why do you have to deal with alcoholism the rest of your life? Why do you have to deal with pornography the rest of your life? My God delivers. My God sets free. My God puts it as if you've never done it in the first place. My God is here to deliver you from this tonight. He don't care about generational curses. He don't care about culture curses. He don't care about what the devil's told you. All he's saying is stand for my word and I'll defeat the Goliath in your life. I'll defeat it on every turn, on every table, on every thorn. I will take him down if you'll let me fight the battle. Because you see, that's where David was. Look, the spirit of Goliath wrote this down. The spirit of Goliath represents big enemies and giant problems. See, we get a misinterpretation of that. My problem may not be a problem to you. Come on, church. My Goliath may be just a stepping stone for you. You may look at me and go, why is he struggling with that? Because it's a fight for me. But your fight is your Goliath. Whatever it is, you say, well, you know, I, I just struggle to get to church. Well, that's your Goliath. 
Come on, church. Because the Word of God says you can't wait till them church doors open. The Word of God says do not forsake together yourselves together. You say, well, that's just a fight. Well, then that's your Goliath. It's time to slay the Goliath in your life. It's time to slay that anointed serpent in your life and tell them they don't have a place. I'm going to go to church no matter what else I do this week. My life revolves around God. My life revolves around the church. My life revolves around me being sitting in church pulling on the gift of God. Come on, church, because I want to be blessed. I want to be encouraged. He said, oh, it changes great big enemy giant problems. If you are currently battling a situation or an, or an entity that is threatening your peace, harassing you, or intimidating you, then you're facing a Goliath. Come on, church. How many times did the devil try to take your peace? Come on. How many times did he try to take your joy? That's a Goliath in your life. That's the enemy in your life trying to take what God has given you and get it out of your life. No wonder David would later write in the Psalms, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. He never was lost. He was always a child of God. But he lost his joy. He lost his happiness. You say, oh, but I don't do that. Well, look yourself in the mirror. Come on, church. Rubber meets the road now. We're just talking. Come on. You go from the front row to the back row. Come on. You go from being a solid church member to missing Wednesday nights. Come on. Then you start missing every other week. <laughs> and then they notice you don't pay your tithes one every three weeks. Come on. What happened? You've lost the joy of your salvation. It's like I explained to my children. We was talking about tithes the other day. And God, that ain't in the notes. Brother Joseph, forgive me. By explaining to them, you don't pay tithes because you have to. You pay tithes because you want to. Because God asked you to do it. And you do it because you want to. You want to please Him. You want to love Him. You want to give to Him. You're facing a Goliath. He stores there's a situation or an entity that is seeking to enslave you. You're facing a Goliath. Come on, church. That's all the devil's out to do. He's not coming like Goliath did. He's not coming to the church. He's coming to you. He's getting you while you spy yourself on the job. And everybody around you is cussing like a bunch of sailors. And that's all you hear all day long. And it's a burden and it lays on you. And the devil just begins to attack at you. Well, you know, that word really ain't that bad. You know what I had a person ask me one time? Well, who said that word was bad? Come on, church. We're, We're higher up than that. We're a little further up than that. You know it when you say it. If you got the Holy Spirit inside of you. When it comes out your lips, before it comes out your lips, when it's still a thought in your mind, that Holy Spirit lets you know you shouldn't say that. Come on, church. We're not looking for a handbook of rules of do's and don'ts in this message. We're not going to hand it out. You could say it this way. You could say it. No, we want the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our life. We want the leadership of the God we serve walking amongst us in our life. And when we do something wrong, it corrects us and we get back in line with the Word of God. To enslave you. But see, that's what David got to. The reason David was able to overcome his Goliath is David realized he couldn't do it. Come on, church. Come on, church. The reason our Goliath gets so big is like the quote we read in the beginning. We think we can pamper our Goliath. Come on. We think we can feed him a little bit and it'll be okay. 
Come on, church, but that ain't what God wants us to do. God is wanting us to slay the Goliath tonight. He's wanting you to slay your Goliath tonight. Whatever it is in your life, he's wanting you to slay it tonight. He's wanting you to look at it and say, that's unlike God. I don't want it in my life. I don't want it in my mind. I don't want to partake of these things. Because we're in a battle. And David said, it's not mine. I give it to thee. Look, Isaiah 59, so much is familiar to us. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and the glory of the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise a standard against it. Look, it was Goliath in that day, and he raised the David up against it. But in this day, it's a mental telepathy theology age that we're living in. It's an age of deception, but he's raising up David all around this message to stand against it. Why? Because his word said that he would. And he's looking for us to listen to what the word says. You know, what I, you know what I find in my life? And I'm human just like you. Sometimes it surprises me how this flesh is so willing to listen to every word out there except for the word of God. Amen. Come on, church. Yeah. Oh, but it ain't me. Oh, yes, it is. You got your favorite motivational speaker. Right. I'm going to get on people's toes now. You got your favorite motivational speaker. You got your favorite self-help guy. Come on, church. You got your favorite go-to guide to make you a better person. But it's all in the Word. All God's wanting us to do is listen to what He has for us. He, he's the greatest motivational speaker there ever was. Every time you have need of something, He's got a word for it. Every time you go through a fight, He's got an answer for it. Every time you have a question, there's an answer in the Word for it. But yet we'll listen to Dr. So-and-so and we'll listen to this group and we'll listen to Alcoholics Anonymous but all he's wanting you to do is get born again and get the Spirit of God and then slay every Goliath that you have. We can't get so smart that we can fight the devil. We'll never be as smart as the devil is. And David realized that. Isaiah 52, I love just the wording of this. So Isaiah 52, 10 says, The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all nations, and to the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. You know what I see? I see God rolling his sleeves up tonight. I see him making bare his arms. And he's saying, these are my children. These are, this is my bride. This is the one that I saw before the foundation of the world. Devil, let me tell you who they are. They're overcomers in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're overcomers by the word of their testimony. You go against them, it's the same as you're going against me. And he stands in the gap for each and every one of us. And all he's wanting us to do is say, God, it's not mine. It's your battle, Lord Jesus. This Goliath is too big for me, but it ain't too big for you, God. David didn't have a chance in his statue of a man to attack a Goliath. But God did. Come on, church. I think that David could took that stone and he could have slung it completely the wrong direction. And God would have turned that stone back around. Shoot, the way God is, God may have let it circle the entire earth and hit him from the backside. Because God was slaying a Goliath that night. And tonight he is here to slay Goliaths in your life. 
And he don't care what your ability is. He don't care how good you are. He don't care what you can do or what you can't do. He knows what he can do. And if you'll just yield to him, he'll slay the Goliaths in your life. He'll slay the problems in your life. He'll stand for the word of God in this earth. He'll be there for you. He'll be there. But see, Brother Brennan Madras said in investments in 63, he said, so you will, my brother. He said, there's no testing time then you haven't made your investment yet. Come on, church. Come on, church. Too many people haven't made their investment in God yet. Come on. They've been raised in a message church. Come on. We've let down the bars. Come on, church. We've let down the standards. We've we've tried to petty it because it's our loved ones. I've done the same thing. Come on, church. I know what I'm talking about because I've lived this life. And we try to okay it. We try to go back on it. But yet God is wanting us to invest in him. He's wanting us to give him everything that we have. He said, oh, because your enemy is standing there with the hammer back on his gun, with the bowstring drawn, he's ready to shoot every poison dart that he can send. Every cult, every little ideal, every intellectual giant like Goliath. He'll send them around. He looks so tall. The brother, he said, oh, you're associating with your little ignorant and unlearned brother. He'll send such spiritual, intellectual giants and big schools that they can explain the whole thing away from you. But if you haven't made your, if you have made your investment and you got your policy stamped and sealed by the Holy Spirit, there's nothing going to rub it out. Come on. There's no Goliath that can come against you and prosper. That's why the scripture says there's no weapon formed against you that will prosper. You're going to be an overcomer. I'm here tonight to encourage you to open your eyes, to let you see. Don't allow Goliath to come sit in your living room. Come on. Don't let him come sit in your mind. Don't let him. He's the enemy. We stand against him. And God is here to slay the enemy. You say, but you just don't know what I'm going through. No, but God does. Come on, church. I know what he brought me through. Come on, church. I know where he brought me from and where he brought me to. I'm not where I want to be yet, but God's taking me somewhere. He ain't started this fight in me for nothing. He ain't started this fight in you for nothing. He hadn't brought you from the world. He hadn't brought you from, look, we can look around and we can see each and every one of our lives so much better today than it was a year ago. Come on, church. Our young people, come on. You can see them worshiping God. Look, you just got testimony. A group of you took off and you went down there. And even the other churches noticed there's something about that group. Look, that man ought to have been sold three years ago, four years ago. You was facing Goliath. But God has overcome Goliath after Goliath after Goliath. And he's bringing you to a point that the world even has to recognize there's something different about you. Because you're victorious. You're victorious. It ain't that you don't fight. Come on, church. Don't ever let the devil tell you that, that oh, you don't have to fight that way. No, you have to fight this way. Every inch of ground, you're going to fight for it. Every step that you take, you're going to fight for it. But the difference between a true believer and a make-believer and a non-believer is a true believer is victorious every step of the way. Even when the devil kicks them down to the ground, they get back to their feet and curse that Goliath in the name of Jesus and say, you have no life in me. You have no way. You have. You put your investment in God. He stamps his seal of approval. 
There ain't no devil in hell can take that from you. Come on, church. Just about every one of you, if not all of you, I don't know, you know in your own life, from the back row to the front row, you've had an experience with God. Come on, church. When God places that Holy Spirit inside of you, he claims you as his. Look, he's there to fight your battles. He knows there's going to be situations in your life that you ain't going to know the answer to. He knows there's going to be situations that you bring upon yourself, that you bring upon yourself. Come on, church. If you don't watch it, I'm going to get on my social media platform. Come on, church. You bring it on yourself because you sit and watch TikTok after TikTok after TikTok after TikTok. After TikTok. Come on. Guilty. Come on, church. We bring it on ourselves because we allow the devil to creep into our lives, to creep into our phones, to creep into our TV sets, to creep into our magazine rack, to creep into all of this, to allow him to feed us what he wants to feed us. Come on, church. Oh, Brother Jonathan, you have social media. I do. It's a tool that can be used for or against your walk with God. But I promise you, if all you do is watch little video after little video after little video, how do you know, Brother John? Because I caught myself doing it. Come on, church. Honesty. You know what happens? An hour goes by and you ain't done nothing. And then you know what you realize? This world done desensitize you to the place that you done heard words you wish you'd have never heard. Because I promise you, about one in every 50 is clean. But you're going to go through a bunch of trash to find that one. Come on, church. Come on, young people. You know what I'm talking about. You know I'm right. Why? Because that's the way the devil is attacking you. Goliath in your life. He's bringing up Goliath before you to get you to feed on the world, to get you to feed on the traditions and the creeds of other churches and letting you ignore the word of God. That's why Brother Brennan said you want to get closer to God, read your Bible and pray. Come on, if it was watch TikTok videos, he was a prophet. He would have known that, and he would have told us to watch TikTok videos. Come on, church. He would have told us, but he didn't. He didn't even tell us to go to better help self people mode. Come on, church. Come on. People in the message sometimes can be the worst ones in the world to look for help in every well but where God is. I ain't never understood that. God help us. God is here to give you everything you have need of. You need courage, encouragement, he'll give it to you. You need happiness, he'll give it to you. You need joy, he'll give it to you. You need strength, he'll give it to you. You need wisdom, he'll give it to you. But you got to ask for it. But we'll go to Dr. So-and-so down the road and watch every video he's got. How to make me a better wife. How to make me a better husband. How to make me a better dad. How to make... You know what? God tells us. Come on. I think we just went through about three months of our pastor in, in, in studies on Wednesday night telling us how a family should work. And you know what? He didn't get none of it from Dr. Dotson or Dr. Jeremiah. Or Dr. He got it from the Word of God. But yet the devil will put Goliath in us older people's lives and think, well, I'm not a good enough mama. I need somebody to tell me. That's what the sisters in the church that have already been through there, that's what the scripture said do. Go find one that has successfully raised their children and sit under them and learn wisdom from them, learn encouragement from them. It's a battle. But we got the resources that we need. We got every resource. 
that we need. What is it? The unfailing realities of the living God, 1960. Brother Brenham, he says, of course, Saul trained his army. He said, oh my. He had them Israelites just knowing every which way to knock a spear off. Or do anything. What is it? Well, that's why I go to church is to learn military. That's fine. That's what we do. But without God, it's nothing. Without God, it's your own ability. He said, oh, he had them Israelites just knowing every which way to knock a spear off or do anything. He says, but one day, there came a challenger. Oh, Goliath. And brother, it had taken more than an intellectual training then. Come on, church. It took more than just an education seminar then. Come on, church. It took more than just an encouragement seminar then. It took more than just a, a Peyton Manning coming to town or a T, Tim Tebow coming to town and giving you a motivational speech how to be strong in the faith. It took a relationship with God. See, I believe in that day, Saul had motivational speakers that would tell his military, you're an overcomer, you're an overcomer, you can fight this battle. But yet they didn't have an experience with God. But David come on the scene. David never met Tim Tebow. Come on, church. David never met Peyton Manning. David never met any of these men, but David had met God. And everything that he missed from them, he gained that and much more from God. Every time he had a situation arise in his life, God gave him deliverance over his Goliath. Every time you have a situation arise in your life, God has given you the deliverance over it. Look back in your life. Look at the Goliath that you've slayed in your life. Look at the enemy that you have laid waste in your trail. The one you're facing today is just the next victim that is going to be slayed by you. It's just the next one. Come on. Brother Brennan did his best to try to tell us and warn us that it wasn't the people and the denominations, but it was the creeds there. But yet, if we're not careful, we bring them right over into our churches. Brother Joseph believes this too. He did that Sunday morning. Come on. He encouraged me Sunday morning. Why? Because we allow it to creep in and, oh, oh, we shouldn't say the prophet's name. Well, why not? Come on, church. Why can't I read a quote from the prophet? I can read a quote from Paul, can't I? He was the first seven, he was the first messenger. If I can read it from Paul, I can read it from Brother Branham. And I'm going to let you know it wasn't my thought, it was his thought. It was God in his mind. I'm not going to lay claim to that word. He spoke that word. Remember when the Holy Ghost fire fell out of the day of Pentecost? That was the biggest thing that Peter would say. He said, oh, we're not drunk on you. Why, like you suppose? But this is prophecy fulfilled by the prophet Joel. Come on, church. What about a bride today as she is slaying her enemy, as she is slaying her Goliath? She can go back and say, this is nothing but the prophecy from our prophet William Branham that told us we would overcome. He told us there would be a bride in this day. He referred to us in Revelation, a bride without spot or wrinkle rising up in this land. That was his prophecy. God spoke through him. Let's give him credit for it. Oh, but it might offend somebody. Come on, church. If saying Brother Brennan's name offends you, you need to get born again. Come on, church. They used to ask me years ago, and, and some, some even closer than that, how do we get them? How do we witness the message to them? I was the first one to tell them, witness Jesus Christ to them. Come on. 
because then you can go the other way, as some message churches do, and lean all this way and forget about Jesus. But this man pointed us to Christ. This prophet pointed us to Christ. This message pointed us to Christ. You get somebody in love with Christ, and they'll be able to eat anything that he has for them. No wonder when he stood there on the Mount of Sermon and he would say, eat my flesh and drink my blood. The ones that walked away was looking at the man. They wasn't looking at the God in that man. They wasn't looking at who he was. No wonder the same thing is today. Goliath's in our land that has come up to point every fallacy in the prophet's life. Come on, church. That's a Goliath in your life. Don't get on Google and look for him. The Google will tell you all about him. He'll tell you about every mistake that he made. Come on, church. He'll tell about every time he said seven instead of 700. Every time he said Noah instead of Moses. He was a man. But there was a God in that man that was speaking to a bride. That was slaying Goliath left and right. And giving an example to you and me. You're the bride. Same thing that Jesus did, you're going to do. Come on. A lying influence or social media in this day to rule over us. Well, sister so-and-so goes to brother so-and-so's church, and I saw on Instagram where well, they dress like this. Would you rather dress like them or dress like what God asked you to be? Come on, church. I'm not trying to preach a clothesline message, but our prophet did. There's a reason why the other people noticed you with the youth group as a modest and clean. It was the way you dressed and you presented yourself. Come on, church. It's a way to encourage yourself now because now they are testifying of the fact there's something different about you. That you've overcome the fashions of this world. That you've overcome the ideals that I can do this and I can go this and I can get a message. No, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. When I put something on and I look in the mirror and something inside of me tells me that ain't right, I take it off and throw it in the trash. Because God is calling for a bride. To slay the Goliaths in their mind. I hear some people say, well, I tried it on seven, eight times, and I don't know the last time I felt better about it. Yeah, well, you should have listened to yourself the first time. Come on, church. Come on, church. You tell a lie long enough, it'll become truth to you. Come on, church. Come on. Allowing influencers, these are Goliaths in our lives. Lord, my song is, I thought I was a mighty big man, but I can't even stand without holding his hand. See, Brother Brenham goes on, he says, it took a man that knows something about the supernatural. He said, but God had such a man. He said, thank the Lord for that. God has always got somebody. God has always got somebody. That's our prophet speaking to you tonight. God has always got somebody. When the Goliaths are in the land, God has got somebody that is willing to stand and fight the battle, that is willing to stand on the word of God, that is willing to slay the Goliath in their life, no matter what the armies tell them, no matter what their families tell them, no matter what the church tells them. Always got somebody. He had a man he could put his hands on. A little bitty old ruddy feller out there wasn't very much. But he come out there and says, you mean to tell me that you will let that uncircumcised fellow if I defile the armies? And there was old Saul head and shoulders above them all. All of his intellectual training didn't do him no good. Come on, church, we're bringing it to 2023. Come on. 
We get all the message intellectuals out there that are standing around watching message churches go down the drain and go down the drain. We got all the message intellectuals that are walking away from the message of the hour. But God ain't looking for an intellectual conception. He's looking for a born-again experience of God that will slay that Goliath and say, I don't care what he thinks he can do. He can't defeat my God. Didn't do him any good, all that intellectual training. He said, now the church has gone and done that. They got away from the Holy Spirit. They got away from the power of God. They got away from the leading of the Spirit. And then I put my words in there. And they started leaning to their own understanding. Come on, church. Well, I just think that, you know, we're just being too hard on the children. Come on, church. If God said it, I believe it. That settles it. I tell you, my biggest problem as a father in my life is I wasn't strong enough. Come on, church. Come on, church. I wasn't strong enough. I didn't hold up good enough. There was things that I let slip through. There's things that we let slip through. Don't try to put your halos on now, homie. Come on. Don't try to put your halos on and act like you ain't never done nothing wrong. We're in a battle. Proverbs 3. David says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to their own understanding. Verse 7 says, be not wise in thy own eyes. You know, you get around some message people and they can tell you everything right and everything wrong. Come on. That's as bad as a critical spirit. Come on, church. Sometimes we don't need to be told what's wrong and what's right. Sometimes we need a brother to put their arm around us and tell us it'll be all right. Come on, church. Come on. We can bash on each other all day long. And that's not what I'm here doing tonight. I'm encouraging you tonight. What I'm doing is putting my arm around you. I'm telling you you're a bride. I'm telling you you're sons and daughters of God. I'm telling you God's here to fight your Goliaths for you. I'm telling you there ain't no reason to keep living the way that we're living. There's a higher calling. Come on, church, to go into a rapture, we're going to get desperate for a higher calling. We're going to get desperate for less of this world and more of God. Amen. I skipped down some. What is it? First Samuel 18, 14, what is it? I got this little thing written down here. I didn't put it on the board. It says, you will, all of you will meet Goliath who threatened you. It doesn't matter who your Goliath is. Come on, church. You know what the devil will do? The devil will try to convince you that that sister's Goliath is bigger than yours. Or that yours is bigger than theirs. But your Goliath is the biggest thing blocking you from God. So if it's trying to steal or destroy, a temptation to rob, a desire, whatever it is to curse, whatever it is, it's a Goliath in your life. If it's just to not come to church. We got quotes if we had time. Brother Brennan said many times, he says, it may just be that you don't pray like you used to. Come on, church. It may just be that you just skipped Tuesday night Bible study, I believe he called it. Come on. It's the little things. He said, but what, I said, but whatever your Goliath is, it can be slain. Remember to be the victor, one must follow the path of David. 1 Samuel 18. And David behaved himself, 18, 14. And David behaved himself wisely in all of his ways. And the Lord was with him. Come on, church. 
message in Philippians 63. Brother Ram says, you know, they ought to be like David, the man that was after God's own heart. He said, the Lord is always before me. First Chronicles 29, it says, wherefore David blessed the Lord and all the congregation. And David said, blessed be thy Lord, thy Lord of Israel, and forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and his earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and there are exalted as head above all. Amen. Both riches and honor come to thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thee. Amen. Your glorious name. Hallelujah. What is it? Look, we didn't get to what we wanted to go to. We're trying to find a place now. But you notice what David did when he got that sling. The scripture says he ran. Come on, church. He recognized who his Goliath was. He recognized who his God was. He recognized who he was. And he said, Goliath, you ain't got nothing on me. And he ran to his Goliath. Children of God, that's what we need to do. We need to get and take the blinders off. We need to recognize who God is. We need to recognize who we are. We are the ever-loving, living bride of Christ. And we need to recognize the Goliath that's in your life. And we need to run towards that enemy. We need to run with everything that we have because we know we've got the power of God behind us. We know that God is on our side. That we know that no enemy, that no weapon formed against us are saying, I am attacking that Goliath tonight. Whatever your Goliath is, God is calling you to attack that Goliath. Well, why is it so important? Well, let's read the scripture on down. Go home and read the scripture for yourself. It says, you know what? When David slung that rock and that Goliath fell and he jumped up on that Goliath with that sword and he sliced his throat and cut his head off. You know what the next scripture says? The Philistines begin to run. You know why? Because the Israelites come running. Because the Israelites got an experience. Come on, church. They got an experience because someone slayed a Goliath. This evening, if somebody will slay a Goliath, there'll be many that will fall tonight. Why? Because there's just somebody looking for a Goliath to go down. There's somebody looking for God to be manifested in his word, and they'll come running too. Come on, church. Looking for a place. We think we have all the answers. Come on, church. We don't know how it's going to end. We don't know how the fight's going to happen. I always refer to my three Hebrew children. I claim them as mine because it's one of my favorite stories. But they would look at the king and they would say, Oh, king, we don't know that God will deliver us. But we're here to tell you, whether he does or not, we're not going to bow to your Goliath. Come on, church. We can say that with confidence tonight, knowing I don't care. God sees fit. Everything happens for a reason. God is in control of my life. And no matter what happens, I'm going to stand. And I'm going to see Goliath knocked down. And identified masterpiece of God, 64. I read this this evening and I just threw it in there. Is what we need today is the life of Christ inside of us. Come on, church. You want to slay your Goliath? Let him fight your battles. That's what purifies 
Not the outward turned around collar degree, psychology or something. It takes the power of the resurrected Christ to make us what we should be. God has no other plan than to let the Holy Spirit rule and reign in his church. He said, oh God, he was so much in the image of God till him and God became one. I and my father are one. Oh my, we're the living image. He said, oh, what a living that was to God to so live in him that his whole life was wrapped around God. No wonder it was a masterpiece. 2023, no wonder it's a masterpiece. Come on, church. It's a masterpiece today because you, the bride of Christ, each and every one of you are willing to lay down your thoughts. Come on, church. You're willing to lay down your abilities. You're willing to lay down all that you are and say, God, I need help. God, I need you to fight my battles. God, I need you to kill my Goliaths. God, I want to become so much like you that the world thinks I am you. Come on, church. I want to become so much like you that the world thinks that I'm trying to take your position because I am the bride. And when I'm I'm joined together with him, I have the same authority as him. That's why Brother Brennan says, you speak and I'll perform it. God is telling that to you tonight. You slay your Goliath and I'll perform it. You step out by faith. You tell the enemy, you have no part in me and I'll slay every Goliath there is. What is it? Speak to the Rock 1960. Brother Mark, come. It's Wednesday night. Skipped a lot. Speak to the Rock 1960. Said the disciples one night was in a storm twice as horrible as this. They was out on a raging sea and all hope was gone. You ever felt like that? They thought they'd be gone, but they happened to remember they had the rock on board. Come on, church. We got more than just the rock on board. He ain't just in the church with us. He ain't just in the car going down the road with us. He's living on the inside of the inside. The rock is living amongst you. John Cena, hey, that ain't rock, that rock, no. I'm talking about the rock of ages. Hallelujah, he spoke to that rock and the rock gave forth its eternal life waters. He spoke to the winds and the waves and they obeyed him. They just had to speak to the rock. Come on, church. That's all you got to do tonight. I don't care how big that Goliath. I don't care how big that addiction is. I don't care how big pornography is. I don't care how big drugs is. I don't care how big depression is. I don't care how big suicide is. I don't care how big homosexuality is. I don't care how big it is. All you got to do is speak to the rock. He'll defeat it for you tonight. If you need joy, speak to the rock. Come on, church. You need joy, speak to the rock. If you need salvation, speak to the rock. If you need a divine healer, speak to the rock. If you need the Holy Ghost, speak to the rock. He will bring forth his waters, the waters of salvation. If you'll just speak to the rock. Anything you have need of, speak to the rock. The rock is just the same today as he ever was. He's still got an eternal life. He's still got eternal peace. He's still got joy unspeakable and full of glory. He's still got divine healing. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only thing that people need to do is speak to the rock. Amen. You believe that? Stand with us. God is here to fight your battles. God is here to deliver you from your Goliaths. 
You could try to, in your flesh, allow the devil to try to convince you you don't have a Goliath. But that's a lie of the enemy. Every person standing in my sound of my voice has a Goliath they're facing. Come on, church. We're in a battle. Look, we're trying to do better. But the enemy is out to deceive us. The enemy is out to fight us. The enemy is out to kick us down. There's a Goliath in every one of our lives. And when you slay it, there will be another one come up. You're not going to get away from them. But what you're going to do is slay them. Come on, church. What you're going to do is slay them. What you're going to do is when the devil puts another one up, you're going to go, I don't need that pornography spirit anymore. Come on, church. Well, I don't, I don't need that hypocritical spirit anymore. Come on, church. Some of us are real good at that. We can dress up really good at church. And we can dress up really good at the ball game. Come on, church. I don't need that critical spirit anymore. Well, I think that the pastor should have done it this way. Look, I'm not the pastor. He's the pastor. Come on, church. Why did the pastor do it that way? Well, you have to ask him because he's the pastor. Come on, church. Well, I don't know why the song leader does that way because he's the song leader. Come on, church. God called you to be who you are. God called you to quit being critical. God called you to quit being hypocritical. God called you to slay Goliath in your lives. To take that spirit and say, enough is enough. I'm not allowing the devil to overcome me anymore. He's here to deliver you from your God. You got a song. Amen. It'll be united. You believe that tonight? See, I want to encourage you. He's here to fight your battles. You don't have to walk around here and wonder how he's going to do it. He don't always tell us how he's going to do it. But he says he's here. He's here. Where do I go when there's no one else to turn to? And who do I talk to when there's no one that wants to listen? And who do I lean on when there's no foundation stable? I go to the rock because I know he's a to the rock Oh, I go to the rock of my salvation I go to the stone that the builders rejected I run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me When the earth all around me is sinking sand Christ the solid rock I stand Run to the mountain and the mountain Stand by 
Children's Church, 10 o'clock Sunday school. It's 10.30 playing a tape, 11 o'clock church. You're going to come prayed up. You're going to come blow. God will move for you. He'll move for us. Online audience could be dismissed. Loving each other one of you. Appreciate you.